Hello. Hello. I'm a little out of breath. We were just dancing. We were just dancing. Downstairs. To some Christmas music. <laughs> we're going to get so much hate for that. <laughs> Well, there was a reason behind it, though. There was. So Pete came. We're Stacy and Pete, by the way. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Pete was putting our cats in the bedroom, as we do when we come to record, because if we didn't, they would just sit outside of our blanket fort crying. They do. <laughs> and he came out and he just said, why do they talk about ghost stories in Christmas music? And I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And he started singing the line from It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which made us both laugh. I, I just laughed at the randomness. Then we had to play it to get it out of our system because we were both singing it. We did. And then we danced around the kitchen while singing the song, still with the wrong lyrics. Yes. Mostly. I felt like I was uh, I was in like the end of White Christmas. Yeah. We were doing some pretty fancy dance moves. <laughs> and we also thought, because we've talked a long time about playing the game, like finish the lyric, because, you know, everybody talks about how, oh, all this time I thought this song actually said this when it said that. And we were getting the lyrics wrong to this Christmas song that we've been singing our whole lives. Left and right. <laughs> so we're like, maybe we need to do a Christmas version of that. <laughs> I, I know we've been thinking about what game we're going to play on our Patreon in December. Maybe this will be it. Might be the one. Okay, so a few things. First of all, we have to shout out Carly, who's in the Cozy Club and a listener, for putting her in-sync marionettes on the market to the Cozy Club. She asked if anybody was interested, and of course, I immediately spoke up and uh because it was an amazing deal and i only ever had one of them and she as soon as i did she's like i thought i might hear from you <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very quick and easy transaction and i got them last week and they look great they're perfect so excited yeah thank you carly yes thanks carly well packaged yes very well packaged yes something else that i did share recently on our social media but i don't know if everyone saw it and i felt like it needed to be talked about I'm not sure if you even saw it because you didn't say anything to me about it. Did you see the, well, on TikTok, I did it in video form and on Instagram, I just did the picture. I found this old grade book. My mom used to work at a school, an elementary school, and she would get me these grade books so that I could play school at home. So I would write down my roster, my roster, my role sheet yes. of my students and, you know, I would play school and I was going through and that in itself is pretty funny because the names like sometimes it would be the names of kids that were actually in my class at school. But then I would also have like the names of soap opera characters. <laughs> so it would be like Adam Cortland and Haley Vaughn and Luke Spencer and, you know, people like that. But then it would also be like actors and actresses names. So then I would have like Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. <laughs> of course you had Jenny Garth. Yes. And then it said Mrs. Perry at the top. Oh, yeah. So was, you know, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Luke Perry. <laughs> um, I don't think I saw this post. No, I did share that, too. But that's not what this is. So inside one of those roll books, I found these two pieces of loose notebook paper where I had written down a schedule for the day for myself. Oh, this was Saturday, November 2nd, 1991. 91. So you were about to turn 12. Yes, which is actually kind of embarrassing when I think about it. But I was still 11. Yes, you're still 11. I was still in elementary school. That's right. Kid at heart. It was like on the edge of like... Glory. <laughs> of glory. So much middle school glory. But I wasn't there yet. And I still liked to... Uh, well, I actually don't know when the role for my fake classrooms when that was because those weren't dates these were loose pieces of paper put in there okay so it could have been later than that we're could've... saying it could have been 14 15 no no what i'm saying <laughs> is that <laughs> the playing school was probably before this this i had important things to do yes okay and by the way it annoys me because i wrote on the backs of the paper okay so the holes you know are on the right side oh no no you didn't what i was thinking there but anyway, so at the top, it says Saturday, November 2nd, 1991 schedule, but it's spelled S-H-C-E-D-U-L-E. All right. <laughs> Close. So here's my schedule for the morning, okay? From 8.30 to 9 o'clock, decide what to do today. I think it's important to schedule in time to decide. That's right. It's time to do the scheduling. <laughs> right. Or scheduling. Scheduling. <laughs> 
from 9.05 to 9.35, read. All right. I wish I had written down what I was reading. Probably Babysitter's Club. Could have been a magazine. Who knows? Now, I see you're leaving yourself five-minute gaps here as well. So you have free time to get from class to class. Yeah, always cushion time. Yes. I still am that way. I like to give myself cushion time. Yes. From 9.40 to 10.05, play Nintendo. But (laughs) it's spelled like this. N-E-N-D-E-N-D-O. Nintendo. 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 (laughs) And now that's all I ever want to say when I want to play Nintendo. I want to say, I'm going to play some Nintendo. Little Nintendo. We actually have our Nintendo set up downstairs so we can play it whenever we want. Yes. So only 20 minutes to play Nintendo, but I had to get had to get it in there. Listen, you had a busy day, okay? <laughs> There's only a little bit of time for video games. You're not like me. <laughs> I, I, I had some restraint. From 10.10 to 10.15, this one got a lot of attention, Pot Stop. Pot Stop. Are we talking bathroom? Yes. Oh, okay. I was 11. I didn't even know what pot was when I was 11, <laughs> okay? People talked about Mary Jane. I thought they were talking about the shoes. I did not know. You still didn't know. What (laughs) marijuana was. But of course, that was the thing most people commented on. Yes. And it said pot in all caps. What I think I was doing here was thinking of pit stop. Oh. But my 11-year-old brain didn't realize that people were saying pit and not pot. Because to me, you're sitting on the pot, potty. You know what I mean? Right. Pot stop. Okay. It makes sense. Right, right. Also, I think it's funny that I added in time, five minutes for a pot stop, when I still was giving myself five minutes of cushion. All right. And then from 1020 to 1030, ask mom if we can go to the mall sometime. Now, here's the thing. This is where things change. It's like choose your own adventure. Oh, (laughs) you know how I love a choose your own adventure. Yes. So at the bottom of this page, it says, if she says no, this is the rest of the day. 1030 to 1045, eat breakfast. 11 o'clock to 1130, wash and dry hair. 1135 to 1145, call Courtney. A 10 minute call. I like it. Yes. From 10.50 to noon, think of something else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, on the next page, it says, if she says yes, 10.30 to 10.45, eat breakfast. 10.50 to 11, call Courtney. 11 to 11.10, call Rachel. 11.10 to 11.20, call Courtney back. (laughs) So what I'm thinking here is that if we were going to go to the mall, I was going to ask both Courtney and Rachel if they wanted to go to the mall. And after I called Rachel, I would report back to Courtney on if Rachel could go. Okay. That's what I think was happening here. It's well thought out. (laughs) From 1130 to noon, wash and dry hair. From 1210 to 1230, get dressed. 20 minutes for getting dressed? Well, I probably didn't have my outfit picked out. You know me, it takes some time. Okay. And from 1230 to one o'clock, fix hair. Oh, so you had to actually do your hair? Yes. Somebody asked me this. They were like, what were you doing with your hair that you had to fix it twice? You know, like, were you just really messy dresser (laughs) that you'd have to redo (laughs) your hair? Like, no, no, just washing and drying of the hair. The fixing wouldn't happen unless I was going to the mall. So it was time to style it. Yes. The styling did not happen during the drying. Correct. It was dried. Then it had to sit there. Yes. And then be styled. Right. And I'm sure at this time I I had my perm. Ah. So different things had to be done to it. A lot of work went into it. But what we do know from our lovely friend and fan, Nicole, is now we know the mechanics of a perm. Yes. We know how perms work now. Right. Thankfully. Yes. They are definitely not permanent. No, not permanent. (laughs) That's a callback to our last episode. You'll just have to listen to that if you don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) Anyway, so that was my schedule for a random November in 1991. Listen, I like how organized it was. What's funny is a lot of people were like, you're a Virgo, aren't you? And I'm like, nope, Sagittarius. But I'm not a typical Sagittarius, I believe, because from what everything I've read, like they're very spontaneous and adventurous. And that is not me. No, but you're on the front end of the Sagittarius spectrum, aren't you? Yeah. So I don't know what it all means. But and then other people were saying, like (laughs) someone said this person, I don't think they realized that it was actually me. Yeah. Um, They said this person has anxiety as an adult. I said, correct. That is correct. (laughs) 
But a lot of people were like, I used to do this all the time. I'm a very type A personality. I'm like, I don't think I did this all the time. I think this was just a one-off mm. thing that I did. Like, Probably just playing around. I was just bored. Obviously, I like to play school. And when you play school, you have a schedule. So I think I just thought it was fun to map out the day. But it wasn't like something I did all the time. Well, it's a nice little look into little you. Yeah. Now, I do like to have a plan, though. You that, do? That is still true today. If there's no plan, it's not happening. You hear that, McNair? <laughs> well, it might happen, but I definitely need a, a good heads up. Yes. Usually not in the same day. No. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. This week, we have a new patron. Welcome, Shannon. Yay, Shannon. Thank you for joining us over there. And shout out to some of our other loyal patrons, Rex. McNair, our buddy, Brian, the other Stacy, or as Pete calls her, Tosse, and Amber, our very first patron. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And we have some fun stuff coming up on our Patreon. Uh, we just released a new Dear Diary, and we are getting ready to record a Pilots on Patreon, except it's not really a pilot because it's a whole season. Yeah, the pilot wasn't quite enough to cover. There was a lot. And we were watching it anyway for fun and then decided as we were halfway through, like, this would be fun to talk about on our Patreon. Yeah. So then we started taking notes. I don't want to spoil it for our Patreon members yet, so we'll announce what it is maybe in the next episode. All right. Sounds good. But we recently gave our patrons a poll over there. We were asking them kind of with the content that we do, what they prefer. And so we're going to be doing some more pilots on Patreon soon. We talked about doing The Sopranos, mm. but that might not be until after the holidays now. Right. Obviously, some more games. And we may start doing some more movies over there as well. Yes, that was high up on the list. It was. What will be hard with that is pick movies that we're okay like not being on the regular podcast oh i'm fine with any of them i know i know i mean it's just gonna be a choice you know we'll see maybe we'll let our patrons vote on what movies we cover over there maybe we make it early access if it's too big of a movie true yeah we could do that too anyway so there's a lot of exciting things happening over there And like we've said before, we're going to be taking a break over the holidays. So if you get bored and lonely and you just want some more content and you miss us, you can come over to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. So who, pray tell, is coming to the front of the class this week for show and tell? This week we have Jenny. Jenny was born in 1984. Favorite 80s movies, The Little Mermaid, Adventures in Babysitting, Commando, The Karate Kid, and Back to the Future. Love that Commando movie. (laughs) Favorite 80s songs from The Cure, Just Like Heaven. From Hall & Oates, Out of Touch. From Michael Jackson, The Way You Make Me Feel. And from Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. I feel like we've been getting I want to dance with somebody in a lot of our show and tells lately. Yeah, I think you're right. It's fun. It was one of my faves, too. Favorite 90s movies, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, The Sandlot, Speed. Speed is one we should cover. I love Speed. I think we should cover all of these, actually. Agreed. Favorite 90s songs from Hanson, Mbop. From the Backstreet Boys, As Long As You Love Me. From NSYNC, Tearing Up My Heart. From TLC, No Scrubs. From Bush, Come Down. And from Nirvana, Come As You Are. Fantastic list. Good ones. Favorite 80s or 90s TV shows? Gem, Saved by the Bell, Full House, Boy Meets World, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Friends. Three of those we just saw in person. That's right. A 90s con. Toy that you loved most as a child. I deeply loved all of my Barbies, but the one that stands out the most is my Ice Capades 50th anniversary Barbie from 1989. She just appeared to be so beautiful to my five-year-old self. I love that. I also loved Gem and my Light Bright. Favorite game or book that you loved as a child or teenager? My favorite game, I have loved and still loved Tetris endlessly. Jenny, me, too. Us two. We play often. We were just playing the other night. We were. We call out the rocket size every time we get it. Yes. It's very important. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's a giant rocket, mate. Size matters. <laughs> and my favorite book as a teenager, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I've never read that. I haven't either. Favorite place to go in the mall? Sanrio, Sam Goody, Hot Topic, and Spencer's. Yes. 
Who is your celebrity crush? Music-wise, Taylor Hansen, Nick Carter, Justin Timberlake. Movies, Johnny Depp, Ryan Gosling, Devin Sawa. And TV, Jason Priestley, John Stamos, Ryder Strong, Tom Welling. I like the categories there. Yes, very well categorized. Yes. And of course, we always ask if there's anything else that our show and tell participants would like to add about nostalgia or fond memories or our community. Jenny said, I absolutely love that I'm an 80s baby who had the opportunity to grow up in the 90s and the early 2000s. There will never be a time like that again that my peers and myself got to experience a real-life childhood before technology took over. Nothing will ever be riding your bikes and rollerblades <laughs> with your besties and hurrying home before the streetlights came on. And let's be real, dial-up internet is the reason why our generations understand patience. And I'm sure whenever we see the words, you've got mail, you hear the voice of AOL. You've got mail. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jenny. That was a great show and tell. Fantastic job. Well done. You may be seated. You get all the gold stars. Gold stars. Sorry for that singing. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to participate in our show and tell, you can email us at wedontwanttograwuppod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at wedontwanttograwuppod. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're on Facebook at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast. We also have a super secret special Facebook group called the Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. All you have to do is answer a few fun, nostalgic questions and agree to the group rules and our amazing mod Joanna will approve you. And if you would like to support the podcast and gain access to over 60 bonus episodes, you can come to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. We added some extra tiers because we know we're not putting out as much material on our regular podcast, and it helps us a lot when you come over there, so. Come check it out. Yeah, we have a good time. And last but certainly not least, we have merch. If you would like to sport a We Don't Want to Grow Up shirt, hat, apron, phone case, stickers, almost anything that you could imagine, come to we-don't-wanna-grow-up.myspreadshop.com. There is one new thing that we would like to tell you about. On our Instagram, we are now offering subscriptions. We're not sure exactly what all is going to be included here, but I know one of the things that I'm really thinking about doing is sharing scans of all of the magazines and catalogs that I have so that people can really look at them. Because a lot of times people are like, you're going too fast when I do my flip throughs or they just can't like pause on something to where it's clear. So I thought it would be nice to share the scans in that way so that people can really feel like they're looking through the magazine and reading it and all of that. Another thing we talked about doing is maybe a deeper look into some of our toys that we've collected, things like that live party sessions from the hot tub. I don't know. A lot of options (laughs) there for these subscriptions. We're spitballing here. (laughs) Anyway, so if you're interested in doing that, you can find that option on our Instagram page at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. We're just going to scoot on through. Don't you worry. Okay. All right. Did you just make that up? Is that from a movie? Nope, that was just Just you? All right, all right. Trying to pump you up for this My So-Called Life episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go. Go now, go. It's time. I just felt like Alice Cullen in Twilight. Cold. (laughs) Cold. When they're about to play baseball. Sorry. Yeah, I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) He blacked out when uh, Kira and I covered it on the podcast. (laughs) This week, it's episode 14 of My So-Called Life on the Wagon. This episode originally aired December 8th, 1994. A quick summary. Angela and Rayanne start to grow apart, and Rayanne joins Jordan's band, The Frozen Embryos, which we haven't heard about in a while. No. Patty worries that Rayanne may have started drinking again. Old Judgy McJudgington's over there. Oh, yes. She knows everything. (laughs) Cast-wise, the only person that stands out as new is Winnie Holtzman, who's not new at all. She's made some cameos, and here she is Rayanne's counselor. She was uncredited, but she, Winnie, is the creator of My So-Called Life and a writer. Fun fact that I just learned recently about Winnie is that she is married to actor Paul Dooley, who plays Patty's dad on the show. Really? Yes. Who also is is like, he's been in everything. Oh, yeah. He was in 16 Candles and and he's done tons of stuff. Right. But yeah, I had no idea that they were married. Me either. Now, this episode is interesting. Yes, it is. Okay. 
because, you know, we like to do favorite moments and then least favorite moments. And normally our favorite moments, there's tons of them. And then like one or two least favorite moments. In this case, I was taking notes and like everything I was writing was under least favorite because I was just so mad at everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was making me angry in this episode. So in advance, we just want to warn you, you know, we like to keep it cozy around here, but we also have to be honest. Yes. Give our opinions. And there are just some things about this episode that really pissed us off. They're least faves. Yeah, there are a few faves. But what do you think? Do you think we should do least faves first? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do the least faves first. All right. So we start out with Angela walking down the hall with a voiceover. So Jordan Catalano and I had pretty much broken up, but he still knew the combination to my locker. And Jordan is there as she's walking up to her locker, unlocking her locker for her and then standing next to her locker. I wrote WTF. Like, we never saw them together in that capacity that he would know her locker combination. Right. It's like we missed four episodes of interactions where they kind of established that. Yeah. And also, I wrote, ugh, to Jordan still hanging around her. And he's being pouty. He's in a bad mood this whole episode, by the way. He is. She asks him what's wrong. And he's like, nothing. And then she, of course, is fantasizing in her mind. What's wrong? Nothing. Just... You need me. You must have me as your own. You can't live another second knowing others could possess me. I could kill Tino. Always Tino. It all comes back to Tino. Yep, all roads lead to him. But girl, I just want to smack her, but I also understand it a thousand percent. Yes. Like you're just clinging for anything that he will give you. And so even if he is cranky and in a bad mood, you're going to accept anything from him. Listen, it's very reflective of real life. It is. That's why this show resonated with so many teenagers at the time, because it was relatable. It was. All right. My first least favorite moment when Angela stands up Rayanne after they've planned to hang out at Angela's house after school. And Rayanne is like stuck with Angela's parents. Yeah. Awkward. It is awkward. And I mean, it's not that awkward because Rayanne is helping Graham cook. Yes. They have a good rapport. But then Patty comes home. And Rayanne apparently has not seen Patty since she had her stomach pumped. Right. Which was like four or five episodes ago. It feels longer than that because we took such a long gap between recapping. But I went and looked and it is like five episodes before that. Right. When Rayanne overdosed. But to me, it feels a little disjointed that they're talking about things being awkward between Angela and Rayanne because I haven't noticed anything awkward with them since that episode until now. Another thing that they did not establish or just didn't fully establish. And maybe I, as a viewer, was so caught up in the Jordan Catalano of it all that I just didn't notice that they weren't hanging out as much. But she was around and they were acting normal. Right. Like the World Happiness Dance happened. Rayanne didn't go. That wasn't Angela's fault. She didn't show up. Like she's the one that ditched Ricky. Exactly. So, I mean, I know she was trying to help Ricky out, but. Anyway, I just felt a little lost. And like you said, almost like we had missed several episodes because none of it was really lining up for me. No. And I hated that Angela stood her up like that. Angela is just being a dick in this episode. She is. She's not being a good friend at all. No. There are a few moments like this that happen where Rayanne approaches Angela and Jordan who are talking. Mostly Angela is listening to Jordan about Tino and frozen embryos. But every time that Rayanne pops up and she's all cheerful and, you know, just wanting to be cool and hang, Jordan acts like he just hates her. Like he is like, he starts to leave immediately at one point when they're under the bleachers as soon as Rayanne comes up. And Angela's like, you don't have to leave. And he just says, whatever. (laughs) Like he's pretty, but he's just not worthy of her time at all. Agreed. And another thing, it's like, I've never seen them show Jordan's utter disdain for Rayanne before. Like, when did this start? Yeah, it's not been a thing. Yeah, very similar moment where Rayanne is in the back of Jordan's car. Jordan and Angela had been in there like chatting. Mm -hmm. Rayanne barges in and gets in the backseat, starts eating snacks and starts talking about Tino, right? Like how Tino's being a lowlife. Yeah, like she's trying to have a conversation with Jordan. Yep. And Angela is like filling Rayanne in on how Frozen Embryos got this spot at this open mic night at Club Vertigo, which is like this cool coffee house. And they need a lead singer. 
And George just turns around. He looks at both of them. Could you two, like, leave? One of the rudest things I've seen on this show. And he does not care. No. At all. He just does not want to be experiencing this conversation, even though it has to do with him. But he's just like so annoyed that Rayanne has just barged in and he does not want to communicate with her at all. He's just like, get out. And he doesn't care if he's being rude to Angela. And Angela just takes it. So annoying. Very annoying. (laughs) Uh, It's so Angela of Angela. (laughs) This is just completely tone deaf and insensitive on Amber's part. Amber being Rayanne's mom, who's mixing margaritas in front of Rayanne when she knows that she's sober. And then when Rayanne vents to Amber about how Angela is blowing her off, Amber hugs her and says, what'd you do? (laughs) Just always blaming Rayanne like it has to be Rayanne's fault. Right. In this case, it's not Rayanne's fault. Like Angela is just so wrapped up in Jordan Catalano that she has no time for Rayanne anymore. Also a very accurate depiction of relationships in high school. Yes. I mean, even in adulthood, it is hard to navigate it because your life does change when you get in a relationship. But it's like Angela truly just has no idea that she's even doing it. Right. Not that it's any excuse, but. Okay, my next least favorite moment during the band rehearsal for the Frozen Embryos, the absolute horrid, utterly terrible, awful acting between the two band members. I'm just saying lower it. Lower it? What are you saying? You think my bass is too loud? Yeah, and out of tune. I'm not out of tune, man. What is this? Tino's gone now. You're going to start telling everybody who's out of tune? You're the drummer, man. You don't know anything about who's out of tune. Yeah, I know when something sounds like crap. All right. It's so funny to hear them like going back and forth with absolutely awful acting and then to have Jordan Catalano come in and it's like, oh, okay, that's what a normal actor sounds like. Right. When he's like yelling at them to stop, we're like, please stop. Yes. Do please stop (laughs) right now. And just tagging on to that band rehearsal, they have one later where Rayanne is with them and it is so frustrating. It's like the scene equivalent of Blue Balls. Oh, yes. Where we don't ever get to hear Rayanne sing because every time they get to the point where she's supposed to sing, like they're off, the timing is off, like something happens, they're fighting. It's so annoying. So she doesn't get to do any rehearsing. No. No practice. Nope. Good luck, Rayanne. Yeah. And we see the results of that later. Mm hmm. There's a moment where, you know, Rayanne is hanging out with the band, just trying to like flirt with some of the other members so that they will let her in the band. And Jordan calls Angela. On the phone. <laughs> On the phone. But Angela is not even really worried about the fact that he said, you know, Rayanne Graff is here. She showed up. She's flirting and everybody's just hanging out, drinking beers. It's not even on Angela's radar that she should worry about Rayanne in this environment. And Angela, all she cares about is she's like, I'm just glad you called me. I mean, it's the first time you've ever called me on the phone. And then he's just like, I got to (laughs) go. Also with this, this is just me nitpicking. But do we really think that Jordan Catalano, this was the 90s. Do we think that he was carrying around Angela's phone number in his pocket of his jeans that he's probably been wearing for two weeks? Maybe with some cold cuts. (laughs) Cold cuts of meat. In the pocket along with the little note of paper that has her phone number on it. I don't know. But like, do we think that he really just kept her phone number to call her from band rehearsal when he's never called her before? I mean, listen. People kept a phone book. Uh, True. Do we think he actually knows her last name? I think he has his own phone book. Oh, like his little black book? The little black book. Maybe. That is a possibility. Because Jordan be slaying women. He doesn't have to call them. They come to him. That's true. (laughs) But also, he just hangs up and I said, don't say goodbye or anything. No, this is is television. That's what happens. All right, next moment for me when Rayanne and Amber are in the mirror singing I Wanna Be Sedated. I wanna be sedated. I wanna be sedated. I wanna be sedated. Rayanne is just so excited about the audition. And Amber is like, Oh, honey, is Angela excited? Yeah. Relax, Amber. Yeah. I think Amber's obsessed with Angela. She is. The whole episode. Remember, Angela's special. Right. Like, you don't want to lose Angela. But, like, Angela needs to worry about not losing Rayanne, too. Seriously. It goes both ways. But it just makes me so sad for Rayanne because you see the disappointment on her face. Just great acting by AJ. Just hearing those words. Right. Like, not are you excited. 
is Angela excited? And this is a big deal for Rayanne. It is. Speaking of the audition, when Jordan is letting Rayanne know that they have an audition, of course, he uh, is just standing beside her, won't look her in the eye or anything. Let's her know that the audition is at Club Vertigo that night. She's like, we're not ready. You do okay. Just uh, wear, wear something tight. That's your solution? Cut off my circulation? I always loved that line. <laughs> so at Club Vertigo, Brian shows up. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? You, like, begged me to come. Oh, all right, right. I had this fear that, that there would be, like, no audience. So I just started asking anyone. Oh, thank you. That, that really makes me feel wonderful. I think Ricky here is just very distracted by his stress and concern with Rayanne. But poor Brian. I know. He's just there to be supportive and wanting to come hang out. And it's like he's not even there. Just an afterthought. Just an afterthought. Poor Brian. Poor Brian. And it did make me mad at Ricky at first when he said that. But then it's like, like you said, Ricky was so anxious on Rayanne's behalf because he just really wanted it to go well because he was really concerned about how it would affect her if it didn't go well. Yeah. This part was not a big part in the episode. Rayanne is over at Angela's because she's going to borrow a pair of boots from her. And Angela is letting her know that she might not make it to the audition. And she's kind of just skirting around it and making up excuses like, oh, oh, I really want to be there. But she can't go out because it's a school night, I think. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, she's still wishing her luck and everything. And Angela asks Rayanne what she's going to sing. And then Rayanne is like, I don't know what I'm going to sing. They didn't tell me. And she starts freaking out. And she goes over to Graham and Patty's bar and pours herself a glass of whiskey. Angela is like, no, it's not worth it. It's like this really after school special dramatics <laughs> right here. Rayanne's like, just to get through the night, you know, and she like holds it up to her lips and then she starts laughing and pours it back into the bottle. She's like, oh, your face. You know, she's really just messing with Angela, I think, because she knows that Angela is like walking on eggshells around her and it's just annoying her at this point. Well, a little tone deaf by Rayanne there playing on your friend's concerns. True. But also Angela makes me mad because why wouldn't she go support her, especially if Jordan Catalan is going to be there? That makes absolutely no sense why Angela didn't go. It's like you don't want to be around Rayanne so much that you will miss a chance to go see Jordan play in a band. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're obsessed with this guy. You're going to be able to watch him play an instrument and you're like kind of his person and you're going to miss it. Nope, I don't think so. Not today, Satan. <laughs> that part is <laughs> that part is not relatable because no, she definitely would have gone. Oh, she would have been there and you would have heard her coming because she would have had bells on. <laughs> And finally, at the actual audition, poor Rayanne absolutely bombs. She does. She freezes. She freezes. She can't handle the pressure because she hasn't practiced enough, Jordan Catalano. Mm -hmm. She can't just wear something tight and magically sing. She can't sit there and play the guitar like she's done it before because she hasn't. Right. Stupid Jordan Catalano. But he doesn't even know she can sing. Right. Because they haven't let her sing. <laughs> it makes no sense. Ridiculous. And that whole scene just always was so hard to watch because she runs off into the hallway and Ricky's running after her and it's all very chaotic. And she's like, you all thought I screwed up. Well, you were right. You're happy now. <laughs> poor Rayanne. And then poor Ricky is just a mess worrying about her. Okay. Over to our favorite moments. What do you got? All right. So I did like the moment where Rayanne was convincing Angela that she should be the new lead singer for Frozen Embryos when she finds out that they need a lead singer. She's very excited about what this means for her and Angela. Angela, think of it. We'd have such a time. You hanging out with the band, me being the band. You know, I relate to that because just that feeling of like, oh, we're going to be with the band, you know, and like also it, I think in her mind, it's like a bonding thing for her and Angela to get them close again. Right. But then immediately this would pivot to a least favorite moment because when she's asking Angela to ask Jordan, like Angela is clearly annoyed and does not want to ask. And, it, you know, like Rayanne's just like, just do this thing for me. Like you have an in. Do me a favor, bro. And Angela is just so disengaged. Yes. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Well, my first favorite moment when Rayanne lets Amber have it when she's surprised that Rayanne is hungry and wants dinner. Yeah, she's sick of appetizers. Sick of appetizers. Okay, let's see what we got here. Egg rolls, mini quiche, and oh, pierogies. I'm sick of appetizers. I want a real meal. 
with all four basic food groups. And just for once, can it not be such an amazing surprise that I want to eat dinner like every other American on the planet? I love how she just, like, cannot hold it in anymore. Give it to her, Rayanne. That's right. Make me a sandwich, (laughs) (laughs) Next up for me, I hate myself for loving it, but the moment where Rayanne does screw up and can't perform at the audition and runs away, Jordan takes over and he starts singing, I want to be sedated. 20, 20, 24 hours to go. I want to be sedated. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. I want to be sedated. Just keep me in a wheelchair, put me on a plane. Hurry, 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 before I go. And of course, being the 16-year-old girl that I was, ate it up. You know, like, give me more of this hot guy playing guitar and singing. But also, when you see that, you're like, he should have always been the lead singer. Duh. Especially, you know you can sing. We've seen it with Red. Yes. She's my shelter from the storm. She's a place to rest my head. Late at night, she keeps me safe and warm. I call her Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call her Red. So I don't know why they didn't do that. Like, was Tino that good that they thought Jordan wasn't good enough? Maybe. Maybe. Two words. The T, no. T, no. Okay, next on my list, when Angela answers the phone before poor Danielle can get to it. I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it! It's mine! Uh, hello? Yeah. It's your boyfriend, Ryan. He's not my boyfriend. He was. But we're keeping it loose. I love the way that Patty, Graham, and Angela all, like, kind of stand up straight and look at her when she says that. Danielle is fantastic here. We get a big eye roll, and then she puts the receiver down and says, I'll take it in the other room. And then this is like a kind of a sign of the times, too, where she goes in the other room. And a little while later, you hear her yell from the other room, somebody hang up. Oh, the days. I had forgotten about that part of the whole phone thing, like not just fighting for who gets to answer the phone, but then wanting to take it in the other room and like having to yell for somebody to hang it up once you finally get to it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We used to race to answer that phone. Yeah. Be a collision in the kitchen. And there was two walkways to it, so you could come from two angles. So there's no telling who was going to oh, get there first. I bet there were some collisions. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun later on, too, when Patty gets caught by Graham listening into Angela's phone call with Jordan. You were listening in on our phone conversation? Patricia? You disappoint me. Patricia, that's fantastic, first of all. <laughs> I love, too, how he just keeps holding it over her head that he's met Jordan Catalano. Yes. How is Jordan? You send his regards? All right. You met him for one minute. Stop lording it over me. (laughs) I myself have been through very similar situations of being eavesdropped on on the phone. Haven't I, mother, if you're listening (laughs) again? (laughs) Mother, if you're listening again. (laughs) Listen, my mom knew I was basically Will Smith. I was up to no good in this neighborhood. <laughs> Did you have a auntie and uncle in Bel Air to move to? Um, No. San Diego, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I could have been sent down south to my auntie and uncle who had 17 children. Oh. Just another one in the mix. Who would have noticed? You would have probably been okay with that. <laughs> you kind of blend in. Yeah. Next on my list was when Patty takes Rayanne to school after she had been concerned about where Rayanne was after her big mishap at the audition. And she was actually okay and she was home and she didn't have a drink or anything. They're having a heart to heart. There's a realization that the only thing that the two of them have in common is the fact that they care about Angela. And as Rayanne is getting out of the car. Patty, thanks. life. So she finally does thank Patty because earlier in the episode, Patty was like griping to Graham when Angela stood her up at her house. Patty was complaining about how Rayanne never thanked her for saving her life. And we wonder where Angela gets it. She's only concerned about getting the glory. This little kid hasn't thanked me for saving her life yet. Right. She's 15, 16. 
Do you think that she really is that thoughtful that she's going to just thank you on her own? I mean, some people would. And clearly, Rayanne eventually does. Yes. But just to expect it without someone's parent reminding them to do it is asking a lot. It's a very chase thing to do. It is. Now, mind you, if it were my teenager, I would be reminding them and making sure that they said thank you for everything, like just general politeness. But Amber is just not that mom. No. Last on my list, when Sharon walks into the bathroom and hears Rand singing the Sesame Street theme song while she's in the stall. What? That was you? So? Nothing. Nothing. You just <laughs> you have a decent voice. I'm sorry. Did I say you could listen? I'm sorry. I didn't know this was your private recording studio. I'm sorry. It is. I love all the interactions we get between Sharon and Rayanne, and this is a good one. It is, and especially when they're in a bathroom. Yes. Those are the best. I knew you would like that moment. And my final favorite moment, the scene at the end when Ricky, Angela, and Rayanne are outside the movie theater. They're waiting in line to go in. They're having a conversation. Rayanne is talking about how she loves Latin men. I like Latin guys. Like me? <laughs> like Andy Garcia. Oh my god, in that movie where that girl is like blind. Oh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Luis! Who is Luis? <laughs> you know, the, the guy has his mystery with the repair shop. <laughs> and Angela lets out this scream laugh that is wild. It has always thrown me off because I'm like, it's funny, but I don't know if it's that funny. <laughs> <laughs> but Rand's like, what? I love Sesame Street. I do. I still watch it every day, which we saw earlier that she does watch it. She does. We get a great Bert and Ernie scene. Yeah. Then they just kind of start trying to come up with the theme song. They're trying to remember how it goes. And Rayanne breaks out in song. Sunny day, sweeping the clouds away. Sing it, sister. All right. On my way to where the end. Is sweet. Can you tell me how to get down again yeah. to Sesame Street? Woo! Right. Okay. How to get to Sesame Street? How to get to Sesame Street? Of course, it's kind of a sultry version, but it's really great. And everybody's cheering for her. And you kind of have this moment of feeling like, oh, good. Like, Rayanne's feeling good about herself and her friends are there supporting her and everything's great. And then she struts over. You know what I was thinking about? What? The movie Final Destination and how Rayanne was out in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah. That is a valid concern. <laughs> Luckily, that it, that didn't happen. <laughs> but close. No. <laughs> <laughs> but she did go over and swipe the bottle of beer out of one of those random dudes' hands and starts a chugging. The concern and disdain on Ricky's face is palpable. And Angela's. Yes. They're very concerned. Concerned, disappointed. The uh, air was let out of their tires there. It was. And I think all of us as an audience were concerned. I mean, you have to be. Of course. Gotta be. All right. We kind of combined signs of the time and fashion here yep. because there weren't a ton of fashion moments and really the fashion moments are signs of the time. So very true. <laughs> you want to roll through yours? Yes. First, we have Rand's choker that looks like a belt. It does. It actually made me feel ugh, like constricted. I didn't like it. OK. <laughs> it, it looks cool, but I wouldn't want to wear it. No. And then, as you mentioned earlier, Rayanne has Sesame Street on the TV while she's doing her homework. I love that so much because you and I are both those type of people. We've talked about it many times. Obviously, it's why we started this podcast, that we love to watch shows from our childhood or movies from our childhood because it, it is comforting. It brings us all the cozy feels. And that's what Rayanne is trying to do by watching Sesame Street. That's right. And it's a close one-two in comfort level between Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street for me. Yeah. And then we have a great outfit for Rayanne. She's got her bowler hat on. She's got the white and pink floral raincoat that we've seen before over a plaid shirt, which is over a blue, pink, and yellow floral slip dress and white sweater tights. It's a look. I feel like they went into her wardrobe and said, wear it all. <laughs> Put everything on. Put everything on. <laughs> Another great outfit for Rayanne. She's got on some cutoff jorts over pink tights with a leopard print fuzzy coat. Jorts, if you didn't know, are jean shorts. 
Everybody knows what those are. <laughs> I love that outfit. We only see her wearing it for like two seconds. Yeah, it's quick. But it's great. One scene that is just a combination of lots of uh, nostalgic bits. Amber gets woken up by Patty's phone call. She's sleeping in her rollers or maybe her hair is pinned up in curls. It was hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. She's drinking out of a glass Coke bottle and telling her about a dream where she's making pancakes for George Bush. (laughs) What I love, too, about that call, Patty feels awkward and she's like, you know, I think I hear my other phone. And Amber's like, what a coincidence. Me, too. And she hangs up. And I just love that because they both know that they don't have another phone. Right. (laughs) They just know they don't want to talk to each other anymore. Exactly. All right. My final one, Rand's outfit for the concert. She's got on metallic pink pants, a sheer burgundy top, and a gold sequin fringe sleeveless top, along with the bowler hat with a black and blue cheetah print scarf wrapped around it, hanging down her back with braids matching her burgundy shirt. Yes. And she's like got the the gold sequin fringe. It's like all cut up, all put together with like this giant belt that almost looks like a wrestling belt. Yes. It's so big. <laughs> that outfit is wild, but it's so Rayanne. She looked the part of a frozen embryos or between names. Lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They Jordan was trying to tell the lady there that they were between names and she's like, it's between names. <laughs> like that was their actual name. I loved those pink pants. They reminded me of Jem and the holograms. Oh, yes. <laughs> Specifically, Jem. Jem was the only one that would be wearing those. Yeah. Jem. Jem is excitement. Ooh. All right. So for me, we have Rayanne's fuzzy black sweater vest that looks like a shag carpet. <laughs> Ricky's green plaid suit jacket. He was wearing a lot of suit jackets this episode. Amber and Rayanne had magazine cutouts on their fridge that I noticed. Oh, I miss those. So it's basically, again, like Rayanne is living with a roommate that's her same age. Right. Kind of, because I just feel like typically 30 to 40 something year old probably doesn't have magazine cutouts on their fridge. Right. Or they wouldn't let their kid put it on there on their fridge. After a certain point, you know what I mean? And she's like, she doesn't care because she's she's basically Rayanne's age. She's hip, man. She's hip, man. In the Chase's kitchen, I really started to notice their breakfast nook. So the bench that runs along the window, the cushion on the back has these green plaid covers on them. And then the chairs are green and brown. And then there's a sunflower picture in a frame on the wall. A lot of green, browns and yellows in their kitchen. And just is not a kitchen that you would see today. No. (laughs) Although colors are coming back. Yes, I know they're coming back. I saw it on TikTok, so it's true. So then we have Sharon's outfit in the bathroom. Now, we have seen this vest before, this purple and gray argyle sweater vest that has a floral back, but I love the combination of this outfit. So it's the vest is over this light blue button-down shirt that she's obviously got something on. She's trying to clean it while she's in the bathroom with Brian. She's got these burgundy pants on and then a matching burgundy scrunchie high upon her half up, half down do. As was the style of the time. <laughs> this I just thought was very cheesy and probably because you couldn't say certain things on TV in 1994. But Patty and Graham are chatting in the bed at night and Patty just looks at him and goes, so do you want to make love? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than do you want to that's better than do you (laughs) Graham (laughs) anyway it was just it it was just cheesy and it was it made me cringe yeah a little bit a little cringe Rayanne's black dress during rehearsal it's sleeveless and it has these white stripes down the sides i feel like i had something similar to that yeah it kind of reminded me of something like sporty spice would wear oh even though that was ahead of spice girls but just kind of that look although like for sporty spice it probably would have been more like pants like that okay i don't know i mean she wore dresses sometimes but even though like the way rayanne dressed it up it definitely was not a sporty spice outfit but she did have her backwards baseball cap on she did yeah i don't know it was an outfit that i don't remember seeing yet on here but she probably has worn it but just underneath about five million layers of (laughs) other things (laughs) and then finally ran at the end is wearing some earrings that have a lot of things dangling from them but most notably the yin yangs very 90s i think i missed those I did see the grape earrings once again. Once again, those grape earrings, those things should be in a museum. Museum, as you would say. (laughs) And that's the episode. 
I feel bad because we just really were moaning the whole time. Listen, we can't love every single episode. This was an interesting episode, but it just had a lot of negativity in it. It did. And it's not even like we're saying it's a bad episode. It's just that the characters were doing annoying things. They were. But I mean, they were written that way. They were. You know, but it's funny because I also feel like this is an episode that I kind of I mean, I definitely watched it still, but I think I wasn't paying that much attention. And probably because Jordan was in such a bad mood (laughs) that I was just always kind of like, I'm going to pretend like he's not being a total D. Hey here. He's such a grump. He is a grump. And also leave Angela alone. Leave her alone, Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) But anyway, we know what episode is coming. Yes, we do. It's finally the Christmas episode. So-called angels. You'll be getting it sometime in the next few weeks. On time. Before Christmas. Before Christmas. And before we take a break. Time to renew our creative juices. Yes, and enjoy the holidays. Oh, he's wiggling his eyebrows after he said juices. (laughs) Well, like Graham and Patty... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Are those geese? Yeah, I doubt they can hear them. But yeah, okay. it's geese flying over. <laughs> you know what I should have said after you said cushion? What? I should have said for the pushing. No. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. <laughs> when I still was giving myself five myself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You're being naughty. Uh, not a. You're so naughty. It's not Ginny. It's Jenny. Jenny, for sure. What do you think it is? Ginny. Uh, is that not what I said? I said Jenny. You said Jenny, like so, J-E-N-N-Y. Ginny. It's not the same spelled, thing. Spelled a little I differently. You're like mad at me about no, how Jenny's name you. is spelled. I was just. <laughs> it's not my fault. I did not name her. Or <laughs> pick the spelling of her name. Jenny. You said Jenny. I was about to say both. Oh. Clear. Sheesh. Ginny. <laughs> sounds ex- Jenny. Ginny. <laughs> it is not anywhere near. What is the matter with you? Can you not hear vowels? <laughs> I can. The second time you did it, I did hear it. The first time you said Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> You better stop it. <laughs> this week we have Ginny. Is that right? Yeah. We have Ginny. Jenny. Ginny. This week we have Ginny. Angela and Rayanne start to grow apart. <laughs> she asks him what she asks him. <laughs> How many sandwiches have you made for me? <laughs> Let me pop a beer here. Hold on. Half a beer. Oh, yeah. She say Al Pacino or Andy Garcia. I'll, I always get them confused, so now I'm confused. I'll say both. <coughs> I, lo- I love that. Uh, I. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Just kidding. We can cut that. <laughs> and dance by the light of the moon.